where the advice in this podcast is not given by legal and mental health professionals that I'm inviting on. It is given based solely on mine and my interviewees' knowledge and experience of these areas. This advice intends to be no more than mere suggestions and information concerning the topic being discussed and is not conclusive instructions that you must follow to achieve the purpose of why you are listening. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm covering your right to legal advice if you are ever arrested. Obviously, everybody is entitled to this right, whether you've committed the crime or not. But today I'm focusing on if you are not the perpetrator but have been arrested. So perhaps you are a suspect or somebody set you up if they've committed a crime, but you are actually innocent. I thought it was quite important to cover something like this because you just never know what situation you could get into. And even worse, there's plenty of people who have been arrested for something they didn't do and have been in this situation. And in circumstances like that, it's important that you understand that what is being said against you is more a tactic to find the truth than what the police may actually believe to be the truth. And because many people have lacked an education around these types of things, they crack under pressure and sometimes incriminate themselves in something that they actually have no involvement in. But at the end of the day, the police have a job to do and within that job is holding criminals accountable. If they've had a crime happen, they need to find out who did it and if all they have are suspects and perhaps no real hard evidence, it becomes more of a risk that you could say something that could incriminate you. If you haven't done the crime, then you haven't done it. So being familiar with this right to legal advice at a police station is especially important, not only to ensure criminals have a fair trial, etc., but also to ensure that people who are not actually the perpetrators but are suspected have support to ensure that the police can carry out their investigation correctly and that you don't bear any of the consequences that you're not responsible for. I was actually inspired to do this topic because of someone I went to school with um, who ended up in prison, I think. He definitely went into youth detention. I'm not sure now if he has gone to an adult prison or what, but it made me think that young people do not actually get any sort of legal education at school. There's not any compulsory education about what to do if you are arrested. And I think that is because, well, police officers tell you don't they when you are arrested what what rights you have now this guy was actually guilty so that's not what inspired this podcast what actually inspired it was how young he was when he was prosecuted um I believe we just left school and regardless of the circumstances it must have been somewhat nerve-wracking being arrested one for the first time and two as a child because How do you know what to expect and what rights you have if you haven't had any education on it before and it's your first time being arrested? And again, yes, the police will go through your rights that you have at the police station, but there have been cases where people haven't had their rights adequately explained and no matter what you've done, if you're arrested, you need to know your entitlements so that you can utilise them accordingly and proceed through the justice system with knowledge and with expectations and preparedness. We all know how many people are arrested who are maybe innocent or have been set up 
and you just never know if you're going to be one of them people one day. So I want to give this really basic but crucial information so that you've got it in the back of your mind, you know, if you just ever need it. So with your right to free legal advice, you're often recommended by, well, anyone but the police interviewing you, I guess, not to say anything until you have a legal advisor or a solicitor with you. We've all heard the police caution that you do not have to say anything, but if you do, it'll be used in evidence against you. And if you don't, but then rely on something in court, then that can harm your defence. If you have been set up or were just unlucky enough to be around the scene of a crime at the time that it happened, but you haven't done anything, it's so important that you do not say anything that is consequential down the line. You might think, well, if I haven't done it or I don't know anything about the crime, then how can I be prosecuted? Well, there can be things like you were alone that night, so you don't have an alibi, or you're a common denominator throughout the circumstantial evidence. The latter is very common. So let's take an example. So let's say that there's a takeaway that's been robbed, um, a till that's been robbed in the takeaway. The last customer in was at 1.30am. So the till was last checked then by the owner who served that customer and everything was fine. You were the next customer in around 1.50, let's say after a night out. And it's a different employee that serves you. You agree to pay with card because you complain that you've got no cash. And as a matter of conversation, you're saying to the employee at the till, oh, I need to go get cash out. I prefer using cash because it helps me stick to a budget. The person behind the till says, oh, well, I've got this app that you should get. It limits transactions. You stop spending as much, helps with budgeting, whatever. And because that person is at work, they don't want to be caught with their phone out. So they show it to you low down and you have to lean over the counter to look. And then the employee goes and gets your takeaway ready. You get given it and then you leave. The owner comes back and then serves the next customer at, let's say, quarter past two. Opens the till and there's no money, so they call the police. The employee who served you said that you took it that when they went to prepare your food, they saw you lean over, but they couldn't see you properly because, I don't know, the oven was in the way. So you're arrested the next day because the circumstantial evidence they have is your fingerprints are on the card machine showing that you were at the takeaway at some point. You were telling the employee that you needed cash and preferred having cash. You've got the employee's witness statement saying that you lent over the counter and before that there was cash in the till. There's one CCTV camera in the corner which only shows your back half but it shows in accordance with the employee's witness statement that you do lean over the counter. Because the camera doesn't cover the front half of you and so you can't see your front pockets, there's nothing saying that you didn't put the money in your pockets. And finally, the till is broken into. Now, plot twist, the employee actually took the money out of the till before you even arrived and broke it themselves with their key after you left to make it look like it had been broken into. Their fingerprints were not classed as suspicious initially because they are an employee. Obviously, their fingerprints are going to be all over. So here you've been set up. You've been in the wrong place at the wrong time. Everything that's been used against you doesn't seem out of place to the police. Now, at this point, they may not be able to charge you with theft or robbery, 
but you could say something while you're being arrested that the police may construe as a guilty conscience or that could damage the credibility of your defence. So in situations like this where it's not initially straightforward but you are innocent, it's important you have legal support to ensure that nothing is construed against you or puts you at any risk of something being construed against you. So when you're accessing legal advice at a police station, there's usually three different people you can choose to speak to. Firstly, you can tell the police that you want legal advice and they'll get someone for you. So you're getting them to choose who advises you, essentially. But they won't specifically pick the solicitor or anything like that. They'll call what's known as the Defence Solicitor Call Centre or DSCC. DSCC is a helpline that obviously connects you with a defence solicitor who will answer your questions and represent you, give you information about your circumstances, what to do, what to say, things like that. Secondly, you can ask the police to contact your solicitor. So you may already have a solicitor that you've chosen or who you know, and you can give the police that solicitor's contact details or tell them which firm it is you want to represent you and they will just contact the firm. What's good about you choosing the solicitor who advises you is you know how your and their values match up. Obviously, it's common interest that you as an innocent person in custody and any defence solicitor want you to be discharged. But if you know the solicitor personally or already know the sorts of things that they've done for other clients who've been in your situation, then you can better understand and expect how you will be defended. If you don't have a solicitor already, but know of a specific solicitor you want to represent you, you can also ask the police to contact them. You don't have to know them already. Finally, you can ask for the station solicitor. They are known as the duty solicitor. And although they are like the station's solicitor, they are independent of the police. So the solicitor will be from a local firm who works on a pro bono basis, which means they'll give you free advice if you cannot afford a solicitor or you don't have access to a solicitor for whatever reason. So if you don't have any other means of getting legal advice, then there will always be a duty solicitor at the station and their help is available 24-7, so no matter what time or what day you're arrested, questioned, whatever, you will always have access to legal advice. It's apparently a common misconception that if you seek legal advice, then you must be guilty and trying to get out of a situation. That is not the case at all. Because it's a right to have legal advice in a situation like that, and not just a casual thing, you know, remember it's legal advice, it can be very important and alleviate or change the circumstances altogether. I encourage that if you are arrested, and especially if you are arrested and innocent, use the legal advice. If you're innocent, you might think, well, I haven't done anything, so the evidence will speak for itself. That is true. But if you've been arrested for something as a suspect, yet you're innocent, that's probably because the evidence is circumstantial. So this means that while it may not be 100% clear that you were involved in any way, it also doesn't 100% rule you out because the circumstances of the crime match your circumstances. So for example, where you were, a witness statement saying you were seen after the crime, fingerprints are near or at the crime scene amongst other fingerprints, but you don't have an alibi to back up that you were actually elsewhere at the time of the crime and your fingerprints are just 
from when you were there earlier on in the day. Another common thought is that if you just agree with the police and give them what they want, then it will work in your favour. As an innocent person, this is probably the absolute worst thing you could do because the police are there to find the criminal and if they depict you as that criminal and are desperate to catch you out because that's what they believe you to be on the circumstances, then they might say things like, look, if you be honest with us, we won't submit as drastic a charge or you won't get the full sentence. A lot of people bow to this pressure and once you do... The police have every right to charge you with something, whether you're genuinely innocent or not, because they have circumstantial evidence that points towards you, even if you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And now they're getting confessional statements or at least revealing statements. So it's important to utilise the legal resources that are being offered for free. I don't think many people realise, unless they've actually had to use a solicitor before, how valuable legal advice can be. Solicitors can charge in excess of hundreds an hour and you're being offered it for free. So please use it because you don't want to incriminate yourself or dismiss the severity of the situation just because you know you're innocent. And honestly, you doing that and ensuring your innocence is clearly portrayed will actually help the police find the right person and the actual perpetrator because they won't be focusing on trying to prosecute an innocent person who doesn't even know themselves what happened. So I hope that that's opened your eyes a little bit. If you're ever in a situation like that where you're arrested or something that you have no involvement in, because it does happen, it can just be a matter of you being in the wrong place at the wrong time or, like I already said, being set up. So please become familiar with what legal advice can do for you in these circumstances and what kind of legal advisor you would want if you were to ever be in a situation like that. Because again, you might think, oh, it's fine. I'll just get someone when I'm there. And don't get me wrong. Whoever it is will be, you know, they're obviously going to be fully qualified. They're going to defend you as much as they can. But it might be more important to you to have someone that you're already familiar with. Perhaps they've represented you before or you know someone that they've represented and they've done a really good job. So if stuff like that does matter to you, then please just have this information in the back of your mind. Because if it does happen to you and you are arrested for something that you haven't done, and the evidence is quite circumstantial, then it's a really 50-50 chance that it could work in your favour or it could work against you. And it will make all the difference being aware and prepared. So that's it for today, just keeping it nice and short. I'm sorting out some more interviews and collabs next week. So if you want anything covered in particular, you want some questions answering, or you haven't contacted me yet about collaborating and you just want to come on the podcast, then let me know on Instagram at justiswithtori. So yeah, until next week, stay safe and enjoy the week. Yeah.